0: Our FaithBridge Women's Podcast, where we're exploring faith lived out. I'm your host, Ashley Irvin, and I'm so excited for our episode today. Last week we had our women's event renew with our speaker, Dr. Jenny McGowan. It was a wonderful evening. And to recap the night, I've got the lovely Kasha Glass with me today. Kasha, thanks for being here. I'm
1: so excited to do this. We love doing our podcasts, we sure do. It's a lot of fun.
0: So, for anyone listening for the first time, Kasha, why don't you tell us a little bit about what your role is here at FaithBridge?
1: Well, I get to work with you every day, which is amazing. So I'm in the um, adult ministries, our grow groups and discipleship ministry area. I help our groups that are meeting in homes all across the Northwest Harris County area. Now we've got groups everywhere Everywhere. who meet in homes and do Bible study and then also help with our on-campus grow classes, which are adult education classes on Sunday mornings and sometimes during the week to get people together to Dive into new topics and study their Bible and build community.
0: Awesome! We love having Kasha here. She's awesome, part of our team, and if anybody has been in her presence, knows that she has a graciousness and a uh, compassion that is just it just comforts those that are around you. So, right, having time with you, you. (laughs) yes. Well, talking about Renew, there were so many awesome things that happened, and I just loved the whole evening. But I'm curious for you, Kasha, you got to kind of sit at a table. Tell me a little bit about your experience. Oh, it was so much fun. We
1: had so many new people show up, and yeah. you could tell they were new because when they walked in the door and saw 300 women, their eyes were kind of bugging out of their heads. <laughs> uh, and so we had this amazing uh, usher team that you put together to help women come in and feel connected and find a, a chair that was waiting for them. So I loved getting to say, I have just the spot for you and help someone find a place. And um, we're already hearing these God stories of uh, people that just accidentally, which I believe there are no accidents in God's kingdom, accidentally at the right tables for what they needed that night. So that of course is always a highlight for me, uh, just to see women from all walks of life be able to just lay down whatever they were carrying for the day and come just be part of Renew. So that was definitely my first big takeaway. What about for you?
0: Man, well, I think kind of like you already touched on just hearing the stories of connection and how God does place people on purpose at these tables. And uh, ladies, if you're listening and you heard Brenda's story last week or two weeks ago when we dropped that podcast, um, That story is is just a a small bit of what God does on those evenings. There's several women that I've already heard that's like backgrounds or things that were connecting them when they came to sit at a table together, which is just wonderful. And like you said, none of this is on coincidence. Like God does this on purpose. And that's our heart and desire for Renew is that it is a place of connection and community for those women. And so that fellowship aspect that happens, I know, is is not... uh, it is on purpose. It's not a coincidence.
1: Absolutely. So. It's so funny. You mentioned our friend Brenda. I yeah. saw her being the one reaching out to a new yeah. person there and having that deep conversation and getting getting another woman connected into to the body of Christ that is here operating at Faith Bridge. And so yeah. I'm like, yep, we're all paying it forward. We always yes. are because someone took the time to be kind to us and welcome mm. us into um, the community of faith. So love that. Uh, I'd say my other big takeaway, of course, was... We always have amazing worship. It's always good. But the thing I love about our worship is that it isn't just operating as its own little piece. And then we stop that and we move worship for us at Renew, always prepares our hearts yeah. to hear what God's Word is going to be. And I really felt that. Um, I was one of those that kind of in the back with my hands up, kind of yeah. dancing <laughs> a little bit. There were more than a few of us. And that's the other thing I like about Renew is there's a, a freedom to just be who you are yeah. and to worship how you feel comfortable and get your heart ready um, for a great message. And yeah. it was um, it was a
0: challenging message it and was. a good message. Mm-hmm. It was definitely. I know. I love that you point out about worship, too, because it is even when you come in and and for me coming in, coordinating it, there's jitters starting at the (laughs) beginning of the evening, but getting into worship and getting to sing and hear everyone singing around you just and ushering into the presence of God so that, you know, the things that you came in carrying can dissipate and you can. Plug in, focus, and really hear from God. Which I, I, like you said, that message was challenging. It was convicting and encouraging too, um, towards just faith and and uh, loving the people around us.
1: Yeah, if you weren't there, the message was about if you if you really want to be living out your faith, uh, it's going to require a bit of a costly step, and that is mm-hmm. the step of not just loving the people that are loving toward you back, right. but of even loving in very practical mm-hmm. ways uh, people that, for all intents and purposes, are your enemies, or yeah. they have become your enemies over something. And, man, did I need to hear that. I think we all did. Yeah. Uh, and also to kind of look at, you know, have I been an enemy to somebody yeah. lately? Have yeah. I been letting petty things divide me from people who we call ourselves – part of the body of Christ. That means we're, we're brothers and sisters mm-hmm. in Christ. We're bonded by love. Yeah. And are we being loved uh, and loving? Um, so that was really good. But the thing I loved was just the practicality yes. uh, of what we heard. Um, so uh, I know there were um, five points. Do you have those five points? Yeah, what were they?
0: yeah. So the five points from uh, that message just first of all, to greet your enemies. Uh, second of all, to disarm them. Third, to do good to them four, to refuse to speak badly of them, and five, to pray for them.
1: And that really takes it out of the realm of theory of, you know, don't, Jesus says in in Luke Mm 6, don't just um, love the people who love you, love your enemy, and then what that really means to do that. And and our, our group. We spent. It's funny which ones we spent a lot of time talking. And the the one that was really practical for us, especially those of us that are a little bit conflict avoidant yeah. <laughs> in the room, was that first point about just greet them. Yeah. Um, to not be avoidant with people that we have, um, for whatever reason, division between them, mm-hmm. uh, but just to move toward them in love, even if it's just to to act. Normal to say yeah. hello, to make eye contact, to do the very things we would do with someone that we count as a friend. Yeah. Even if right now that person may even be the enemy in the room. Yeah. To to give them the dignity and respect of mm-hmm. just greeting them, and that was um, that was challenging because there were more than one of us at our table that we just you know we make the hard left yeah. when we see that person who makes us uncomfortable that we know is going to bring up things we'd rather not talk about, Um, you know, one of the other cool things that was discussed that Jenny discussed, though, is that you don't have to be dishonest about how you're feeling, right? You can talk to God about your, your deep struggle and even dislike Mm -hmm. of someone and ask him to give us the love that we need to be able to, 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 you know, be able to pump love. And I, you know, none of that means that we don't have good boundaries with people, Right. There are people that we have to have good boundaries with. Mm-hmm. We can't, simply cannot put ourselves into close proximity. Uh, but sometimes, just still being able to to give someone the dignity as a fellow image bearer yeah. of God, of of greeting them is is maybe maybe that's as big a step as we can take right now, yeah. but it is a really good first step, right?
0: Yeah, definitely. I love what you said too about the idea of greeting them. I also am very conflict avoidant. And you can almost make up this lie in your head that, I yeah, I'm loving them from afar. I'm not gonna talk to <laughs> them, but, but I'm loving them. Uh, but to have the the guts to greet them, to say, you know, like I'm gonna, like almost rehumanizing them because mm, it's that's like- a great term. We- we dehumanize these people that we consider enemies and i think like even as you're talking about the enemies that would be in the room with us like if we're all in the family of god and you're, if you're talking about people at church even that that you would consider an enemy like really i think that's the work of satan to mm-hmm. say that you are an enemy with this other person actually y'all are on the same team and it, there might be things you need to work through and i think that starts with like you said it's Choosing to greet them, choosing to like be in space with them and in proximity to to um, have that confidence and, and say, I'm going to step out of what's comfortable. And even though I feel uncomfortable in this, if it's the right call and God is calling you to reconnect in that way.
1: That's good. And it's interesting you're talking about, you know, people in church, like we're bonded in the family of Christ so we. It, it behooves us yeah. to move toward each other in love. Yep. But it was interesting how much, and I'm sure at other tables too, how much these thorny relationship, mm-hmm. enemy-type relationships actually happen within uh, natural families as well. And there's so yeah. much pain there because yeah. there is this, the ideal of family sticks together, family doesn't let each other down, family always loves. But the way that that plays out in, on a, in a fallen world, in human systems Mm -hmm. is not always pretty. In fact, some of the worst fights and arguments and uh, moments of pain come from splintering within natural families. So one of the places where uh, those points really came up in our discussion was on the idea of just finding ways, even under the radar, to do good for someone when we're in a time of conflict or in, 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 enmity, I guess is the word, yeah. um, uh, with them, and some stories about, uh, like, with in-laws and all that. And I was just thinking about a time, ooh, I'm going to tell a story on myself, um, not of me being wonderful, <laughs> but of um, someone practicing uh, just subtle, continuous goodness yeah. to me to help me move out of the season. And this was when I was um, postpartum with my daughter and, um, just, I wasn't necessarily an enemy to my husband, but I certainly wasn't a friend. I just, I didn't, I wasn't able to function in a, in a way that was kind and caring and loving and supportive. I was simply sort of on autopilot managing some depression and I, I didn't realize it until much later, but every day he started to get up, and make my coffee and bring it to me. And I didn't even notice for like eight months. <laughs> and then like eight months later, I realized he had been doing that every day. And he wow. said it was because the Lord just told him, yeah. do something kind for her every day day. Mm -hmm. And just thinking about if that was in a loving relationship, how much more in a relationship where we are getting to model what it meant when, when God says, when you were still my enemy, Christ died for you. When we Mm die to ourselves and we began to do uh, those acts of just under the radar kindness. We had one lady at our table talk about um, in her business setting, she had just gotten reamed out by someone you know, higher up the chain, yeah. who was just throwing their weight around and just um, being really ugly mm-hmm. in a meeting and all of that. And then later that day, she noticed that he was rushing from meeting to meeting and didn't have time to even eat lunch. And she just went down to the cafeteria because she knew, and she knew what kind of food he liked. She just brought him his lunch and said, I wanted you to make sure you, ate, you had a chance to eat today. Yeah. And she said, seven, eight years later, he came back and said, I still remember that you did wow. that for me. And just the powerful witness yeah. that those actions were. I thought that was an incredible yeah, story. Yeah,
0: that is awesome. I, I love it that she did bring it in that message to that Romans 5 of like, while we were still enemies with God is when he sent Jesus. Like I think that that's, that is the root of all of this and this message is like, We were the biggest enemies with God. And in the midst of that is when he made the greatest sacrifice of love for us. And so, if he did that for us and now our lives are modeled after Christ, like it should be us reaching out, out outstretching our hands towards our enemies with those things. Like you're saying, doing good for them, going past even just being in proximity and being polite and, um, you know, hospitable in the moment, but like actually extending our arm to do something for their benefit, which if all of us think about it that's a really hard step yeah it
1: is (laughs) especially if we're willing to do it without being noticed or without uh, one of the things Jenny said was we're not responsible for how other people respond to our acts of goodness that that isn't what makes us do them or not Um, she told a great story about uh, a guy um he would always wave to this kind of curmudgeonly neighbor who would never yeah. wave back, wave back. And one day he was like, I'm, d- I'm done. And he kind of drove by without waving and he looked in the rearview mirror and the guy was waving at him. <laughs> you know, but we're not responsible for how the other person responds. Yeah. We're responsible for being obedient and for doing good. Yeah. And for channeling God's love and mercy to other mm-hmm. people, just like he does to us. Um, one of the ways is... Um, that uh, she talked about refusing to speak badly of people, um, mm. and even taking a vow of silence, like <laughs> yeah. choosing not only not to to speak um, badly about two people, but also to not speak badly about them. Yeah, uh, to just cut off negative talk about mm-hmm. our enemies. Now that doesn't mean that if someone is doing something um, illegal harmful, yeah, right. things like that, that we shouldn't, if we see something like that, we do need to speak, speak up, up yeah. uh, because otherwise we're enabling um, dangerous behavior, mm-hmm. abusive behavior, things like that. We, we are called to be a voice for people um, who might be experiencing that abuse, even if that person is our, ourselves, like we right. need to bring those things yeah. out. But talking about like gossip and negative, uh, mm-hmm. just tearing people down it's not going to help anything, yeah, and it's going to make us so bitter, right? That you know we're going to be bringing bitterness out of a well in our hearts that mm-hmm. should be bringing forth good, godly, life giving things, and yeah. we poison the well when we we go into that that negative thought cycle and then speak out of it, so. right?
0: Well, and it's almost like the idea of you are what you eat, and that <laughs> like whatever you're taking in, and if. I feel like the, the antidote in that too, is like, maybe we spend time separated from these people and we're like, we're not even willing to greet them. And in our head, we built up the story of who they are Mm. and all their negative acts. And, And maybe it's taking the step to even just greet them to allow that wall to be broken down, to see maybe we perceive something wrongly in that relationship. And maybe that's like, as you stop creating distance and actually choose to go forward and make connection through that and that we could see maybe that there were lies that were being built up in our Mm -hmm. own head and that if you are speaking that like you're saying not speaking badly of them choosing to take a vow of silence if you're only separating yourself and continuing to speak of whatever it is that that might have hurt you or caused that division in relationship that's what is going to continue to grow and fester in your heart
1: I think that's so true uh One of the thought traps that we can fall into is to think that we actually can read minds. (laughs) (laughs) We cannot read minds, right? but we think we can. We don't even realize we're doing it, but we are, and and we'll look at someone's demeanor, their face, Mm -hmm. the way they, uh, maybe they were short with us or whatever. And all of a sudden we start to create that narrative that they are an enemy. Maybe they're not an enemy. Maybe they're not even thinking of us at all, which is often the case. Like we're, we're our own importance, right? Right, We've we've sort of elevated that. Um, but we get to choose, okay, am I going to give them the benefit of the doubt? Mm -hmm. Or am I going to just like what you're talking about, Ashley, create this narrative that they are against me, that they don't like me, that I did something wrong. Like Mm -hmm. we can start down that, or we can just say, you know what? Love covers a multitude of sins.
0: Um,
1: love believes the best Mm -hmm. and I'm going to believe the best in this situation. I'm going to trust that. My friend over there that's not being real friendly, maybe yeah. they just had a really bad day. Right. Maybe um, maybe they're just being grouchy today. Yeah. I'm not responsible for that. Lord, if there's something I did, then you can show me. Yeah. Or they can be a sister in Christ and come and tell me about it, and I can make amends. But I yeah. am... I'm, choosing right now to change and to cut off that narrative in my head where I think I can read their mind and know what Mm -hmm. they're really thinking.
0: Yeah, which is so important. I think as women, we can get trapped in that thought process of like, they did look at me a wrong way or say something (laughs) to me. It's like, what have I done? But really, I mean, we all have our own issues and struggles that we're facing. And if we can choose to look past the little momentary interactions to say, You know, maybe something is going on and it has nothing to do with me and I can still walk in compassion and kindness and goodness towards them um, and not letting it be a transactional relationship of like when they are nice to me, I'll be nice to them. But until then, I'm going to create distance, but actually choosing to do good even when good is not given uh, in those friendship type relationships.
1: Yeah, I think that's good. Um, One of the most powerful points and something we can do, even if we can't do anything else, is to pray. Yeah, for enemy, and that straight out of God's word. Pray for your enemies. Pray for those who persecute you. I love um, uh, it, in the King James version in that verse in Matthew where it's talking about praying. It yeah. it says those who despitefully use you, <laughs> and I love that. Like I'm like, yes, they have despitefully used me. <laughs> um, just you know, people that make us feel less than. Yeah. Um, we can pray for them. Yeah. First, okay, we can tell on them. Yes. A little bit to the Holy Spirit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because he's going to need to change our hearts so that yeah. we can see them with the same kind of compassion that he sees them. Right. As someone that is missing the mark mm-hmm. in how they're treating a fellow mm-hmm. uh, member of of his family, of God's family. Right. Yeah. Um, and that, I think, is one of the things, especially, it's not even when people have been wronged us. Right. Right if there are people that we love and someone's been wrong to them, I think sometimes that's even the greater challenge Mm -hmm. to love and pray for those people that are misusing people that we love. right? And boy, we can like, in the, in the name of rallying behind our people, we can sometimes actually cause more of a problem because, you know, they may patch things up, but we're still holding the grudge because we know that, that, that they inflicted pain on somebody that we love. And so for me, um, at various seasons in my life, being able to begin to pray yeah. for people that are prickly toward me, mm-hmm. hurtful toward others. Um, I I heard a really cool um, teaching on prayer, of like just some ways to help us get into a posture of being able to pray yeah. for our enemies. And the speaker was saying, as you're going into prayer, remember that they are a child of God. Even if they're not a redeemed child of God, they're still, a child of God, and then to just actually picture them as a child,
0: yeah, imagine
1: them as a toddler, as a child, a little girl, a little boy, and begin to pray for that that version of them, yeah. And it softens your heart as yeah. you begin to pray for that child, that broken child who's missing the mark, mm-hmm. who's missing out on the, all the love that God um, wants to shower on them. And to begin to pray there. And I think that's a good technique, especially when what we see every day is someone that doesn't look like that vulnerable child. But to remember this is a fragile human being that desperately needs Jesus, desperately needs to be loved and known and heard and cared for. Mm -hmm. And so while in my natural ability, I don't even want to say two words to them. Right. But I can begin to pray God's blessing on their life, pray that he will work the situations out that are causing them um, friction. um, And, you know, that is going to open up that conduit of love and love can change so much.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I think uh, and even while you're talking is making me think about something that I feel like I've been learning this year is is thinking about how we talk about having reverence for God, like Mm -hmm walking in reverent, um, awe and fear. But I think we forget sometimes in those moments of like, uh, when we have strife with other people or we disagree that we forget that his image is still on them. And there's some reverence that we need to have for his image on those people and how, how we can turn that heart posture to saying like, I I will not like hurt the image of God in that other person. And, and, um, just truly walking in reverence towards them because that they are a fellow image bearer, and you'd hope that other people would do the same for you. But that doesn't change. Should you do it? Yes, like we should all walk in reverence of the image of God of other people in other people, because um, we all are walking around with His image.
1: Yeah, that's really powerful to think about within that person. There is while there is life, there is hope. There mm-hmm. is a chance for redemption. Mm-hmm. Maybe they are a Christ follower, yeah. But if they're living in strife and tension, um, they're certainly not living their best life. That's yeah, for sure. Right. Um, they're living in a place where they're in opposition with God mm-hmm. and with other people, mm-hmm. and that that there is honor and dignity in humans. Mm-hmm. There's something that Jesus was willing to die for. Yeah. So we can practice forgiveness. We can yeah. practice um, bearing with one another in love. Mm. Uh, because Jesus is there worth yeah. him dying for. Yeah. Uh, and we we've gotta get we've gotta get that into our minds, I think. So Yeah,
0: yeah. Well even thinking about the um the anger that we can feel towards someone else and, and what you're saying about praying for your enemies and doing good for them, like at those points in Jenny's talk, um, when we start to pray for them and we start to do good to them, even when we don't want to, it's like, it starts to dissipate that anger in us too. And say, I'm going to choose to see, see that they're a person that is worthy of honor and dignity, even when they don't act that way. But that, that it it actually dissipates in us and makes us better people to let go of it than to hold on to it and choose to be separated from this person that doesn't agree in some way or another.
1: Yeah, and I think that ties right into how Jenny concluded her talk with, uh, I wrote the quote down, our simple acts of loving our enemies, God uses to equip us for our own good, Mm -hmm. which you're talking about, right? Mm -hmm. But also for his glory. Yeah, Like it is... Everything we're doing, nothing of it is wasted. Even if that person never comes around, the practice that we've been through of doing good to our enemies, of praying for those um, who are enemies, It is building muscles in us that are going to have kingdom dividends, right? Because we're going to know and we're going to be able to comfort other people when they're going through Mm -hmm. hard times or relational conflicts or job conflicts because there's someone that just is making their life miserable to say it is worth it to hang in there with Jesus to keep believing, to trust God and do good Mm -hmm. and let let him straighten out the mess.
0: Yeah, yeah. I know. There's oftentimes that I have to be like, God, I need you to intervene and do this on my behalf because I'm not going <laughs> to act very kindly <laughs> if I'm trying yeah. to do this myself. But that idea of. It all goes back to the gospel. And if we can recenter ourselves as sinners saved by grace, knowing that none of what we have did we ever deserve or would we ever have made ourselves worthy to deserve, but it's only because God loved us. And so if we walk in that love towards other people, people knowing that they may never do something that is worthy of us walking in love towards them, but because God's love has come down to us that way, now we are, we're charged with walking that way.
1: That's really good. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, Kasha, this conversation has been so enjoyable, as always. I mean, and love recapping what Jenny shared with us. It was so wise and so timely. And ladies, for you listening, I hope that you were encouraged and spurred on um, if you got to hear that talk. And, And if you're just listening to us today, I hope that it encourages you where you're at. Well, we love to end our episodes the same way each week, which is by asking our guests the same question. So, Kasha, tell me, what is something that's brought you joy this week?
1: I'm pretty much sure that every time you ask me that, I tell you some food. And, I, and I'm just going to very subtly say pumpkin bunk cakes with cream cheese frosting, which I had last night at Renew, but I'm not going to let that be my go-to. I would say joy for me in this season has just been getting, I've gotten to meet some really interesting people at Renew, at church yeah. lately, just um, folks with great stories of how God has propelled them through the doors of Faith Bridge, because Mm -hmm. they knew that they needed community. They knew that they needed to um, not just mail it in when it comes to their faith, but to actually walk it out in community of love. And so that is bringing me so much joy. We have so many new families coming, um, new women coming to our women's Mm -hmm. events and things like that, who are saying, yes, being alone it's not worth it I want to to be brave and be in community
0: yeah I love that it is it's so encouraging seeing all those new faces well to everyone listening thank you for tuning in and inviting us into your headphones your car your home or your phone speaker we hope this conversation has been encouraging and uplifting for you today we'll be back next week with a new episode but until then my friends have a most wonderful week
1: Thanks for listening to the Faithbridge Women's podcast. Our prayer is that God would use each episode to edify and encourage your spirit as we seek to be stronger together in Christ. To hear more from Faithbridge Women and to discover other great stories of God working in the lives of Faith Bridgers, head to faithbridge.org/podcasts and subscribe today.